This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. is one reality. We continue to talk about what amounts to two realities, scientific materialism and spiritual theism, but neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is, because at this point, both Christianity and science are belief systems. One is theism, one is atheism. So how can we really find the truth? Well, when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we get a break breathtakingly complete glimpse of what actually is going on. And what we learn from the dead is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. How beyond wonderful is that? Our guests today are two of my biggest heroes. Like me, Victor Zambit is an attorney, and like me, he set out to learn the truth about death and the afterlife and all of reality. But unlike me, he's been working since forever to get the word out. With his wife, Wendy, he's written and recently updated the definitive book on the afterlife evidence called A Lawyer Presents the Evidence for the Afterlife. And he and Wendy put out the Friday Zamet newsletter, which is free, and it's full of the latest wonderful and fun information about the afterlife. I look forward to it every week, and I feast on it all during the week. All the way from Australia, here they are. Welcome, Wendy and Victor. Hello, Roberta. Good to talk to you. <laughs> wonderful to be with you, Roberta. <laughs> this is fun. Doing this long distance is new yeah. for me, but I, it's, it's great. I mean, the world is a tiny place. We're coming to understand that. Sure is. Yeah. Let's start by talking, Victor, and actually both of you. How did you get started on this? I mean, we all have a story about what made us. I mean, death is not necessarily a cheerful topic. So what made you start this? That's a good question, uh, Roberta. I can tell you that. I, uh, some 25 years ago, I woke up one morning and the, the whole world changed for me because I was getting these uh, psychic experiences. I didn't call for them. I, I was uh, hearing bells ringing before they actually ring, like the phone, uh, I tell Tawan, this phone's going to ring shortly, wait. You know, <clears throat> 10 seconds later, the phone will ring, you know, and, and all these bizarre things. So I went wow. to the experts. <laughs> I said, what's happening? <laughs> and uh, they said, "Well, take it easy, you know. We'll, we'll fix that." And they said, "You, you, you, you exhibit, you know, all these things. You're psychic." I said, I- "I'm psychic. <laughs> I couldn't believe it." I'm a lawyer. Lawyer psychic. Look, Roberta, but but uh, yeah. I knew the experiences were real to me. You know what I mean? They. Uh, and especially at the time when I used to go once a week to the humanists, there were skeptics. Yeah, and uh, they wouldn't believe in any of this. But I, uh, methodically, I said, "Okay, the, you know, uh, I was into the cause and effect." So I said, "This is the effect. What's causing it?" And so on. And I started to read, 
and I realized that it had to do with psychic phenomena. I, I went to the uh, American-based Inner Peace Movement, the IPM, the, the expert, this is back in 1990, and they told me all, all about it, you know, that they told me about the afterlife, they told me about uh, all, all kinds of things. But I was systematic, I wanted to do my research properly, I want to make sure that uh, everything I did was going to be supported. Because I know if I didn't present my case, well, the skeptics would tame it to bits and pieces. Right. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, Roberta, the skeptics wanted to lynch me when I came out saying there is an afterlife. <laughs> when was this? I, did, I mean, I never heard about the lynching. When was this? <laughs> uh, back in 1990 now. You know, and, and 1990. So that was, that was really kind of early in this movement that's happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, not, not at the beginning of it, but pretty early. Yeah, sort yeah, of the yeah. last decade and a half, maybe, where things have really happened. And that's something we've noticed, Roberta, just how much things have changed in, the, wow. in that time. Uh, the skeptics used to rule the waves. There was nobody talking publicly about right. the evidence for the afterlife. And I, I can remember when we went to the university library to, to actually see what was there. I think there was only one book we could find on thanatology. It was just incredible how little... Uh, the, the Theosophical Society had wonderful books, and that was where we sort of started our research but mainstream there was very very little i i think it's difficult when you've got a traditional career too yeah. i mean if you're a lawyer people expect you to be in your three-piece suit serious yeah, sober yeah, and yeah absolutely look look uh you know Roberta, I, I remember two of my clients coming into my office and I, when i looked at them thoughts came into my head in my mind i said to today You've just been to see McCausley, the other lawyer. You, you, you were seeking mortgage money. And they turned white because the guy gave them a lift. And, and they knew he couldn't have rang me or in any way. And, and the accuracy, or, or, uh, they just turned white. You know, they said, how did you know? <laughs> I think a lot of lawyers are actually a lot more psychic than they think they are, than that they give credit to. A lot of people, like certainly police officers, go by their gut feeling. And uh, I'm pretty sure lawyers do as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not psychic. I, I, all of us get recruited, though. I mean, what was happening to you then 25 years ago, Victor, is you were being recruited. Uh, by by having these experiences, you were called to do this work. All of us had that story. Like somebody said to me there from the IPM, he says, your alarm clock went on in 1990. Yeah. You and and said something similar to what you've, you've just said just now. You're being recruited for something. We don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. now in no, retrospect. It's clear. It's, I, it's very it's, clear. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you, uh, how did you begin? You, you started to say, okay, I, I want to figure out what. I just wanted to see if psychic phenomena were real, and then by re you know reading, and I, I read Arthur Finlay, who was methodical, and he was quoting scientists who 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 did what I wanted to do, and they experimented, and, but, and they said yes, there is an afterlife. So one thing followed from from the other. I just 
And pretty soon you became clairaudient. I, I yeah, I began to hear voices in in my head. Now I said, "Who is this?" You know, in, mentally, you know. And one of them said, oh, "I'm your father." And my father said, and we didn't get along in in, in the times when he was alive. I said. What do you want? You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, I want forgiveness, he said. That's what he said. Oh. That, that's what wow. he said. And I said, okay, of course I can forgive anyone, anywhere, any place, anytime. Even I, you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I said, uh, it was important. Said, it's important for me because I, I can't make progress unless I'm forgiven for the things I've done. Oh, wow. Mm. Isn't that something? Yeah. I... Well, I'm not psychic at all, and I'm not sure I'm, I don't know that I envy you that you're psychic. I think it must be an awful complication in your life in some ways, yeah. that that you're feeling things and seeing things other people don't. Yeah. Is it, does that complicate things? No, not really. It, I know that, I know I have this special gift. I, I didn't ask for this gift. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just happened. Right. You know, it just happened. Right. And I remember when I was at the hearing, because when I studied, when I prepared my case, that the, the afterlife exists, then I went to the skeptics, or the humanists, to present my case. That wow. <laughs> and they, they were all... Again, let me step into that lion's <laughs> They were all closed-minded skeptics. Oh, oh no. So much yeah. so, and the, during question time, I had one guy saying... You know, classic comment. I never, never forget when he said, Victor, I don't care if you can prove the afterlife to me. I still wouldn't believe in it. You know, well, that's how they, a lot of them are like that. That's exactly how they are. It's, their worldview requires materiality and only materiality. Yeah. Um, it, that's that's what's hard, I think, for all of us who uh, see the the plain you know news right in front. Of, the best news in all of human history is right in front of our face. Yeah. And these people don't want to. It's like they have their their fingers in their ears and yeah. they're going la 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 la. They yeah. they don't want to know. Yeah. They don't want to know. Yeah. yeah, but there have been some studies trying to get some explanation why normal, reasonable people like us we can perceive the paranormal evidence when it's there yeah. and some closed-minded skeptics don't have the skills and the capacity to perceive the evidence when it's there they, you know what i mean why can't they see it i i remember that i wrote an, an article i gave nine reasons why but uh we don't have the time here now but it's, it's on, on my website and nine reasons why closed-minded skeptics cannot see the afterlife evidence when others can see it. Well, it also, frankly, affects their, their livelihood. Um, many of them have based their whole careers on studying materiality, and if indeed yes. their worldview is wrong, um, where's, how are they going to feed the kids? Yes, yes, yes. I, there's a, that's a big part of it among mainstream scientists, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But Wendy, what about what were you doing while he was doing this? Did you think your husband had lost his mind? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, because I, I have a great deal of faith in him, and uh, we, we're basically researchers. We both had a master's degree in history, and so you know we just love researching and learning. We said, "Oh, good, another project to research." 
And pretty soon we found Arthur Finlay and we were saying, oh, my God, this is amazing stuff. And we just went from one thing to another and we uh, ended up in the Theosophical Society Library. I think for a, a period of about four or five years there, we were just reading one, one or two books a day. We were just devouring the literature. Wow. And uh, it was just the, the question that kept coming to us is why doesn't everybody know about this? Yes, me too, exactly. Exactly, and that's actually why we wrote the book because we felt that we were in a privileged position with access to these resources mm. and we knew that in many, many countries people didn't have unfettered access to the literature. There was no internet in those early days and uh, we knew that people had very, very restricted access in many countries. Um, yes. So it more or less became... A, a duty on us to actually make this available and of course when the internet came out uh, or w when the internet became much wider um, suddenly a lot of these books appeared online which was just amazing yeah I, I but I had the same sense you did when I was doing my research that um, this was the greatest news in all of history by far and either I was crazy or why didn't people know all this? And I began to realize, no, all the all the evidence was telling us the same stuff. And I don't think I'm crazy. So uh, the fact that it's still not known by most people is astonishing. But you're seeing, aren't you, a real increase in interest over the over the last few years? Oh yes, yes. Uh, 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 Twenty five years ago, I used to get a lot of uh, opposition from these skeptics. Uh, but you know, uh, Roberta, in the last Two years, I haven't had one email from a closed-minded skeptic. Wow, that's great. And, that, and to me, that's great because in the early days, as I said, they were so aggressive. Really, they really aggressive. But it's as if they gave up, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and we're still here and we're getting bigger yes. and bigger and bigger, you know. Yes. But, and, but, and the average person really seems to be much more clued in. Don't you find that when when you when you speak about these subjects? Yes, yes, yes. I these days, you know, Roberta, the the church is losing its crowd. Yes, for sure. And That's I tell true. you this, I tell, I, I talked to a, a priest not not so long ago. He said we have the greatest crisis in history. They're yes. not coming to church on Sunday. People yeah. are not coming to church on Sunday. And I told him. A survey about a survey. I said, "Do you know that more people are visiting a medium or a psychic than go to church on Sundays?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, I. That's probably true, actually. Yeah. Well, this is this is fun. After when we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about the kinds of things that Victor thinks are happening now and, and are going to happen, and talk a little more with Wendy. You're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Our guests are the wonderful Victor and Wendy Zaman, and we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn... 
he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. If you want to know more about what really happens when we die, or if you're just curious about some of the things discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the Friendly Seekers at AfterlifeForums.com. Roberta Grimes administers a growing community in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. It really is possible to know the truth. Give yourself the gift of understanding. Share your thoughts with people who are eager to listen. Finally, get your big questions answered. Afterlifeforums.com The truth about your own eternal nature turns out to be even more wonderful than your most optimistic hopes. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're talking with Wendy and Victor Zamet about their voyage. Now, Victor started doing this research and, and work in the early 90s, which I think was a time, I mean, you basically bridged a period, an important period in history between when almost nobody knew what was going on until today when more and more and more people are coming to understand the truth. It's this, is, this has been fascinating to watch, don't you think? How, how has it looked to you? I think one of the exciting things is media, the mediums going on television. Uh, James Van Prague, John Edward, uh, Lisa Williams. I think they've got the message out to people, the ordinary everyday people. And yeah. I, I think that's had a huge, huge impact. Yeah, yeah. And, and interesting, some 10 months ago, a flamboyant medium from England, Sally Morgan, sued a mainstream newspaper, the Daily Mail, and won a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. Including cost, yeah, because the journalist imputed in his writing that this medium was was a fraud. So she sued him, and very interesting, now the court recognizes that a medium is to be respected, the honest, you know, the genuine medium. Yes, yes. Right? And they have rights. Now, yes. And, and it was agreed that if a skeptic calls a medium a fraud, the skeptic has to show specifically what aspect of the demonstration is, is fraudulent. If, prove it fraudulent, and, yes. And prove it. And if the claimant can't do that, the medium could sue him on the basis of Sally Morgan. Now, this thing that the courts now recognize the paranormal. This is very, very important. At the time when Helen Duncan, the great English materialization medium, in 1956, uh, she was killed in 1956, but in 1944, she was charged with being fraudulent, and the court did not accept that the medium was legitimate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so we we have... uh, progressed uh, a great deal. I, I think your insight 
about churches losing their hold is a very important one because uh, people are looking for other spiritual solutions. They're becoming open-minded in the yes. way they were not before. Yes. And that's a big part of this, too. I hear from people all the time who will, who will, I mean, I can tell they're spiritual seekers. They wouldn't have been seekers 30 years ago. They would have had to go to church. There wouldn't yeah. have been no, there wouldn't have been any options for them at all. Yeah. Oh, this is true. Remember, Roberta, the, the church monopolized our minds and hearts for 2,000 years. We right. had no access to alternative information until, right. until, mediumship, spiritualism came into being in, in 1848 uh, uh, in, in Hydesville in the U.S. From then on, uh, things radically changed. So much so that now people say everywhere, uh, they, they, people say, look, don't tell me what, what's in a book or not, but what can you prove to me? I want proof. Yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. go into blind faith. I want proof. Yeah. Uh, That's what I want to know. I want right. to know. You know, I said, look, yeah. I said, look, uh, you, the question on everybody's mind is, you know, ultimately, what is going to happen to me when I cross over? Who has authority to tell me what really is going to happen? This is yeah. so critically important. So I yeah. say to them, we get our information directly from the original source, from the afterlife. From the dead people. Yeah, from the dead. <laughs> right. Those, those with high credibility who themselves transmitted information to us what really happens to us when we cross over. Right. That's the information to accept. Yes. Yeah, and the fact that it's perfectly consistent over hundreds and hundreds of communications over nearly 200 years is incredible to me. It is. Absolutely, Roberta. It still astonishes me. The word you mentioned is consistency. It's consistency. You know, this, um, we get consistency. One of my favorite afterlife transmitters is uh, Monsignor Hugh Benson. He was uh -huh, a, yes. a Catholic guy who on crossing over realized what he told his audience when he was on earth was all wrong. So he had yeah. permission to transmit to us what really happens, and that, that mm. I highly recommend his books. It's um, fantastic. And and what I get uh, from some Silver Birch, also a very highly respected afterlife teacher. But the thing that I get, which is I I regard the greatest, the greatest source of uh, authentic original uh, information, is when I get information from David Thompson. He's the, medium, oh, wow. the medium's guide who materializes. Yeah. And, I, and I talk to him the way I'm talking to you now. And I, I shook hands with him. Now, this guy is a resident in the afterlife. Now, Tell us about that. Tell us that this is, just for, for listeners, um, this, this person is a, um, a material, material medium? How do you, how do you say it? Materialization medium. Materialization me medium. Very rare. How many? A, a half dozen in the world? Three, that I know only of three in the world. Okay. This is rare. And this person, tell us what he does. Well, he goes into a trance in, the, in darkness, and he exudes a great deal of ectoplasm. Ectoplasm is that uh, vaporish, smokish, whitish substance. And then the, the resident from the afterlife, let's say the medium's own guide, main guide from, from the afterlife, he comes through the ectoplasm, stays in there for about maybe five, six, ten minutes, and then he comes out as 
solid as I am, as solid <laughs> as you wow. are, and he walks and talks and answers difficult afterlife questions. To me, wow. Is he, is he in color or is he ectoplasm colored? No, no, no. He's he's real as as you are and I am. Oh, wow. And, and wow. But remember, I can't see clearly his face because we're in darkness, because ectoplasm cannot tolerate light. But yeah. I, we can see the outline. We, we can see the outline, uh, moving around with we, we the sitters, you see? And uh, I tell you one, uh, while we're on this subject, only last Saturday night, we were at uh, another uh, medium, Gary uh, Mannion. He materialized a guy in light. We could see his face. Oh, my. Oh, wow. This is sensational <laughs> evidence yeah. for the afterlife. Yes, yeah, it's too bad everybody can't see it. That's the problem. I mean, the people in the room there have no doubt at all. No, no, the um, people can see. The people in the room can hear what's what's being yes, yeah. going on, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can even see it. This is the next step, Roberta. This is the holy grail of mediumship research, is to be able to photograph this in light, yes. and uh, video yeah. in light. And uh, that's what every physical mediumship circle is working towards. In the past, it, there have been occasional instances when mediumship was uh, physical mediumship was photographed in light. There was a, a, a fellow, in, uh, a Canadian medium, went to Japan and they photo, they did photographs of materialisation in light. We've been trying to track those fo- videos down in Japan. But uh, we we know it has happened in the past, and we're just we, hoping it will in we, the future. Sorry, but remember, there was some guy from Hollywood came down and videoed uh, William. Oh yeah, we we do have a, a preliminary film of uh, William materialising. That was with a special ultraviolet camera, and it, yes, that would. Uh, it's still not very good, and with, with David's circle, we are working on it. William has said that eventually it will happen. Yeah. So great things will happen yes. in the future. Yes. Um, these people are located, he's in Australia. There's someone in Florida, right? Hold on. And, uh, David is located in, in here. He, he, David was born in England 49 years ago. He came. He emigrated to Australia nine years ago. But David travels all around the Western world, all over Europe and England, Scotland, Wales, and he goes to Florida every year. He's oh, that's the, where the Florida connection is. Okay. And he's due to go be there in uh, well later on this year, I think. Yeah. And there they have some sensational results. The experiences. They have people sitting there. They just their mind just. I, you know, I, I would love to be part of a, a of a sitting sometime. Yeah, that's on my on my bucket list, as they talk about bucket lists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your million dollar challenge. What what's that? Well, that is a response to that guy from Florida. I won't mention his name. Uh huh. You, you know, don't give him any publicity. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. But this. Close-minded skeptic some 25 years ago, before my time, just before my time, actually, said he's got a million dollars if if, uh, this psychic can prove this. So I looked into it very, very carefully, Roberta. I looked very carefully uh, because I know I could could produce evidence that if it's 
that's uh, adjudicated by independent, uh, non-aligned scientists. I know they agree with me. Yeah. But of course, I also know that there is the experimental effect, and that is that a closed-minded skeptic can never see paranormal evidence. You know, this right. is a. Uh, something that we, we looked into. So he's saying this. So I, I had so many mediums who said, oh, I wrote to him for the challenge. He won't, as soon as he, he, he realizes who, who we are, that we can actually produce the, the, the result, he, he won't uh, reply to us anymore. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this. Uh, um, <laughs> we, um, when we were in Las Vegas uh, uh, some time ago, Wendy and I, uh, we met. We came across this professor of physics, Professor Jan uh, Van der Sand. He was in South Africa. He lived in South Africa for a long time. He had somewhat like David Thompson, and this guy's a scientist. Now he could duplicate the experiments over time and space and get the same positive results. A hundred percent, he could do it. No problem, yeah. right? He, yeah. he was a professor. He was a scientist. He, he knew what he was doing, as, as we know what we're doing. So he, uh, he was telling me, he, <laughs> he, he contacted this guy from Florida. It's worth a million dollars. I want to apply it. Apply for it. Now, as soon as that guy from Florida realized <laughs> who this guy was, a professor, yeah. a scientist, and, and physicist, and he could <laughs> duplicate positive results, that was the end of the, the correspondence. Yeah. He would not reply yeah. to him ever again. And you know why yeah. I said to him? Because this guy from Florida has the biggest hoax in American paranormal yeah. history. Yes, it, yes, it's true. And it, but it got, I have had it thrown back at me. Well, why couldn't anybody take that challenge and win? <laughs> and and I didn't understand these details, but I did say uh, I don't think anybody believes they would get a fair uh, hearing with this guy. See, this guy. What, I mean. Once his, his he, he, and another guy from, look, I must tell you this, this is very important. This guy, Chris Robinson from England, he arranged with a TV station, a major TV uh, uh, station, to get this guy from, from Florida. So this, kept, this uh, psychic can demonstrate his psychic skills live on television, right? And there would have been a million yeah. viewers, a million witnesses. Just because yeah. I know I can do it. Because yes. if I go into his office, as he wants me to do, to demonstrate it, he'll find something and he, he won't pass the test. But here, we've got a million witnesses. Right. What do you think happened? That guy, as soon as he realized there were going to be a million witnesses, <laughs> forget it, he said. He never replied okay. from him again. Why? I said, okay. because there is no legitimate uh, million-dollar challenge at all. I said, yeah. I said to this guy from Florida, because we, we corresponded, I, yeah, I said, I have a million dollars. I have a sponsored million dollars. You can have a cool million dollars. All you have to do is to show that it's not correct. It's not right. But it, it will, would have to be done in public so that the whole world would know what, what yeah. you're doing. Oh, wow. So that's your <laughs> challenge. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'll be with you, he said, within two or three weeks. This was uh, 18 years ago. I'm still waiting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, and you called his bluff. Good for you. <laughs> wow. This, this is such an exciting time to be alive. Of course it because is. those of us who have done this work and have watched the trajectory of awareness, 
yeah. in the world, which is actually, as you pointed out, Wendy, accelerating so rapidly. Yeah. Isn't it exciting? Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen next, do you think? Yeah, I, uh, I've looked into a number of things. I think one of the exciting things, uh, um, Roberta, is the uh, instrumental transcommunication. Yes, has- very much Huge potential. Look, I was talking to to that uh, to Mark Macy from America, um, and Colorado, I think he's Sonia Rinaldi from South America, and there was yeah. Professor Stankowski from uh, 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 Europe, Germany. They all seem to think it's very likely to happen sometime in the future. At the moment, these these guys are getting images of those who crossed over on a screen. Now yeah. that that is that is really stunning. Now, he said the next step is going to be, he said, with, with uh, EVP, with electronic uh, voice phenomena, they can have two-way conversations sometimes. So he said the future will be where we can get the images, those across over on a screen, where we can have live conversation with them. That'll be that. That will, uh, that will prove it. I mean, if an average person who has just lost a husband or a child yes. is able to have a phone conversation yes. Yes, and yes. get their grief assuaged, there'll be no way on earth any skeptic will have any ability. I mean, the debunkers will be dead. They oh, can't that's right. Absolutely, that. yeah. I mean, the, is, the, 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 the half of them are dead now already anyway, you know? Well, actually, Robert, <laughs> what, what's, re- what's really interesting is that I find that this is happening now. We've had, we often do little talks with groups of people, often uh, quite religious people, and we're surprised to find that about 50% of them have had an after-death communication. And they will say things like, I don't care what anybody says, I saw my mother at the foot of the bed. And yeah. she said, yeah. I'm fine. And I believe her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's happening. And I, I've got this theory that in, the, you know, like 150 years ago, spirit tried to work with the leaders of society. They tried to work from the top down. You know, yeah. all of the mediums were working with all of the, the you know, the, the princes and the scientists. And that didn't work. Not at all. What You're right. What's happening now is they're working from the bottom up. People You're, are I think that's direct That is so right. Yeah. Exactly right, Wendy. I totally agree with you. I see that all the time. This is going to spread person to person to person. And then it will be a groundswell. It's, that's, that is wisdom. That's right. That, that people now are not afraid to come out in the open and to tell people they, they, they had this uh, apparition. My own mother kept a secret for nearly 50 years. And, and only before she died, she, she told us that, that when her own mother died, you know, some weeks later, she, uh, uh, she appeared to her. And she said, exactly. She says, don't worry about me. I'm happy where I am. Yes. And you know, yes. Just, just, yes. Just, just for a few seconds, you know. She said, I kept yeah. the secret. I said, why did you keep it a secret? Like, she said, oh, people might think I'm, I'm uh, you know. <laughs> they, they, right. t- they, they hug it to their hearts. They don't want you anyone to tell them it's yeah. not right because they know it's true. I, I hate to do this, but we, we need to do a, a, another quick break. Of course. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. 
You are an eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really know that, it changes everything. Our guests today are my wonderful friends, the Zamets, and we'll be right back. Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now, Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Roberta Grimes studied the afterlife evidence. She learned a lot more than what happens when we die. She also discovered that we actually are perfectly loving, eternal beings. To help us explore who we really are, she's begun a multi-generational fictional saga that she calls Letters from Love. Letter from Freedom and Letter from Money begin the series, and Letter from Wonder is due in the fall. They read like fantasy romance, but they are the glorious truth. Also, enjoy Roberta's My Thomas, the beautiful tale of Thomas Jefferson's marriage. Her new novel, Rich and Famous, is a romance set in the go-go 80s. Check out robertagrimes.com to learn more. Knowing the truth about our eternal lives changes everything. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're talking with Wendy and Victor Zamet about their wonderful history. The, the Zamets are, I think, the leading researchers in the world in the field of afterlife, um, the, the evidence of the afterlife, how to use the evidence of the afterlife. They're investigating physical mediumship now, which is a wonderfully promising area. They're in contact with the people doing um, electronic voice phenomena and uh, other kinds of electronic communication with the afterlife, which I agree with you, I think is is going to be probably where the absolute, you know, silver bullet comes from. So you're right on the, you're, you're riding this wonderful crest. I mean, you, you built the wave, and now you're riding the wave. It must be exciting to be there. Oh, look, uh, I know, I feel that it's such an important information that all people around the world must know it, because there is a fundamental difference between what the organized churches tell us and, and what we get from the afterlife. I grew right. up, you know, Roberta, I grew up as a Catholic. I was told that when I die, I go down six feet below and stay there until Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead. Yes, that's and then not you'll true. be bodily resurrected. Right, none of that's true. Yeah, that's it's right. not true. I mean, we get William, you know, every week we would talk to William, someone who who was who a, a, a resident in the afterlife. He says, oh, that's a lot of nonsense, you know what I mean? I felt that, that I, it, well, I had to go and tell people everywhere 
the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, that, that when we cross over, there'll be somebody waiting for us, some, uh, a loved one mm. or someone, who will take us to, to the realm of the light, a place so beautiful, we don't have the language to describe it. You know? Perfectly said. Yes. yes, that's right. But not everyone goes to the realm of the light, uh, Roberta. <laughs> Those closed-minded who, go, who went on a crusade in the afterlife, irretrievably encumbering their mind, there is no afterlife. I mean, they, yeah. they could stay in that kind of a, a, a dreamy kind of a mind state in the afterlife, according to Silver Birchforth, even up to thousands of years by our time. I, I think that's an important point. Um, to to be a, a a skeptic or a debunker is not a riskless occupation because, no. in point of fact, your mind creates your reality, that's and right. you, you're going to yes, create yes. a reality like what you think is there, which is nothing. There's nothing <laughs> there, so that's where you'll be. You'll be in nothing for a very long time. Yeah. That's uh, that's so true. It's so true. It, it's uh, there are these people who cross over, and when they cross over, when, when their uh, duplicate uh, uh, spirit uh, body, the duplicate of the physical body, the, the spirit body c comes out of the dead body, right? In the afterlife, the spirit body is going to be very solid in the afterlife dimension. So their yeah. body is very, very solid. And they say, I can't be dead, I have a solid body. That's right. I mean. That's right. They could die it. That's right. And, and and even we had that uh, Wendy, that uh, lawyer back in 1922 in the U.S. Um, with Emily French. With Emily French, they they used to arrange uh, the, those uh, uh, from the other side to to get people like this guy who who refused to believe he was dead. He he was in the afterlife, when in fact he was in the afterlife. He said, uh, how can I be dead if I'm talking to you? <laughs> Edward Randall. Yeah. Edward Randall, that's right. Edward Randall, a lawyer, Edward mm -hmm. Randall. A, a fantastic book and, and confirming, confirming what you, you've just said. We create our own realities. Yes, our minds are very powerful. Yeah. Let, let's, let's mention um, the book that you were talking about earlier. Um, it's called Life in the World Unseen, and, and it's done. It's probably the best summary of what it's like to be a new person arriving, even though this person arrived in like 1918 or something in the afterlife, uh, Robert Hugh Benson, he yes. then dictated this wonderful account, and Life in the World Unseen and More Life in the World Unseen yes. are available on the internet for free, so just Google yes. them, yes. and you can read them oh, and yes. see what it feels like to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he describes exactly what happened to him. During the process of his dying, he said, that yes. as soon as I, I what I thought well, well, I died, I, I saw all, all the friends there near my bed looking at me, uh, looking at the body in, in bed, like, and I, I was above them, and, and I knew what happened. I knew I died, but I didn't die. Yes. I, I was met, met by my friend, you know. So it's, it's a very, very good book, that one. Yeah, and, and wonderful details in it. Um, one of the frustrations I had reading hundreds of early 20th century afterlife communications is so many times nobody thought to ask the people coming through these deep trans mediums the questions I wanted to ask. So I had to read many, many communications, many yeah. books, to kind of get my questions answered. Yeah. But a lot of my questions were, I didn't come across, frankly, uh, Life in the World Unseen until probably I had pretty much figured everything out, which is yeah. why it was so confounding to me, because yeah. everything I had figured out separately, yeah. there it was in yeah. one book. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it it was easy. It was yeah. wonderful, and they did it. He he did answer a lot of those questions oh, right okay. away for people. So it's a it's a it's a great introduction it's to this study. And, and he's a. I mean, we're, we're getting it from someone who's a real scholar. He was he graduated yeah. in uh, Oxford University in England, and yeah. he knows what he's talking about. Very very good, and transmitted nearly four books. Yeah, the yeah. other thoughts, uh, Roberta, that I think you get a lot, well, people will get a lot of information about the afterlife is the Leslie Flint tapes. Have you listened to any of those? Some of them, but I, I don't have the patience to do as much as I should. Right. I mean, I have, I actually have a number of discs I really should listen to, but I just haven't done it yet. The, the one what, that what I think you learned from it. What, what, what's, what's been there, Wendy? Well, I, I think the one that people should look up on the internet is the Annie Nanji tapes. A-N-N-I-N-A-N-J-I. Now, Annie Nanji was an Indian lady whose husband came and talked to her through this physical medium, Leslie Flint, and they would have conversations about, you know, all sorts of things. It was just like a real conversation. You can hear both sides of the conversation. It's absolutely incredible. And this went on for a period of about 10 years. He would come along and, and uh, talk to her. Where, where it's coming from here, you think, is is we're going to be getting better and better um, I think so, yes. EVP? Yes, I think uh, I'm hoping that ITC will come good. That's instrumental transcommunication, yes. where, where there's the image of the crossover. They're getting it now. They, they're only getting yes. the image. But in, in in the future, hopefully in the near future, we could have two-way conversation where that be yes it'd be sensational you know that, that's re- yes. revolutionary actually you know to be yes uh, um it, what do you think how do you think it will change the world let's suppose that all happened over the next few years and suddenly every news show would be talking about new information about the afterlife it'll become the next big thing if people really come to understand their lives are eternal what will change I think the next question that would come up would be, if this is correct, that we continue, our consciousness continues, I'd like yeah. to know where, what's going to happen to me when I cross over. Because we are told, they tell us, that conduct on earth will determine where you go in the afterlife. Right. You know what I mean? And, and they tell us there are huge consequences in the afterlife if one decides to do the wrong things, you know, uh, they'll go into darker regions. I mean, well, I'd like yeah. to know, do we last forever? I mean, in the darker regions, uh, you know, I mean, mind you, it's, uh, it, it, this is the, the most important question any human being on earth ought to be asking, what's going to happen to me when I cross over? Right. Now, we already have the answers from people like William, that David's, uh, uh, who, who visits us and, and shakes hands with us and tell us, uh, I'm a resident of the afterlife. Anything you'd like to know, I can tell you. Right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> to see this on, on television, this could go on yeah. television to be witnessed by millions and millions of people around the world. A, a, an entity from the afterlife, you know, in your uh, lounge room. Uh, telling you that there is an afterlife and that what you do on earth will determine where you will go in the next life. So people yeah. then would want to know 
what can I do to get a better deal? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I, That's right. They always, I, they always I, want to work the system, right? I tell you, <laughs> I tell you what, I had, I, I had people telling me, Victor, Victor, I said, you're a lawyer. He says, have you found any, any uh, ways we, we can get a better deal on, on crossing over? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes. What, we are, what the highly credible sources tell us, if you want a really good deal, if you want to get a really good place, you have to uh, to go into what's called selfless service. You help those who come your way, not to profit right. from them, right? If you can help people, it says, that will get you a lot of points. You know, that will get you up there. It's interesting, when Pope John Paul went to, to the U.S. Some, some years ago, we were reading where Frank Sinatra gave the Pope $100 million. Yes. No, really? Yes. Yes, and did he buy his way in? Do you think the the idea because the Catholic Church it's official it's it's recognized even today that that if you give money to the Catholic Church, it will get you a better deal when you cross over. Oh wow! They, they call them they call them indulgences. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know that story. That's oh, yeah, funny. Yeah. But if you look up the Catholic Church, the Catholic Catechism, and look up indulgences which I do regularly because I'm into this all the time. And it's there. It's, it's in the Catholic Church's catechism that you pay the Vatican money and they will get you a, a better deal when you cross over. And you know what William said about this? That's a lot of rubbish. <laughs> it is Everybody rubbish. Everybody can pay money to and, get and a better what's deal. What's fascinating is, you know, you talked about the decline in interest in religion. Um, that's going to really the interest, especially in Christianity, will plummet when people realize that God does not judge us, God never has judged That's us, right. and the death of Jesus was not meant to save us from anything. That's right. That's right. It just, the, the core teaching of Christianity just has been, I mean, we, we can prove it's not real. Yeah. On the other hand, we can prove Jesus is the real deal because he came 2,000 years ago and told us stuff about God, reality, death, and the afterlife. We couldn't have confirmed yeah. until, Victor, you started doing your work. Yeah. So I, Jesus is real. Christianity is not. That's going to really, I think, shake things up when people come to understand that. Yeah. Roberta, I think we can really see this when we look at the effects of, of near-death experiences. When you, I, I love reading uh, stories of near-death experiences and particularly how people's lives are changed afterwards. And even, it's very interesting, Kenneth Ring found that even people reading about near-death experiences, their lives changed as well. And wow, really? the whole thing about getting the bigger perspective, getting the bigger picture, realizing you know that there's no judgment, that kindness, that service, and that love is the only thing that matters. That's what comes across from all of the experiences, yes. all of the teachings, yeah. and it reconciles it. It just makes it very simple. And yes, it can change the world. Yes, completely. I think that's the reason we all do this work. Don't I mean, isn't that true in your case? If you could do something that will enormously improve conditions for everybody on Earth, that's there's no no better thing to do with your time. Exactly. That's right, yeah. I mean, we, we worked for a living, now we're retired, and we have something to, to do, I mean, to make a contribution. To, to, you know. to make a difference, make yeah. A difference. yeah. Well, we're, we're coming to the end of our time. Is there anything you especially want people to know about what you're doing and, and what, you, what you think? 
Well, as you know, as you mentioned earlier, uh, we have a, a weekly uh, newsletter. We've had this week this newsletter now for the last uh, 14, years. 14 years. Every week. Wow, really? Every week without <laughs> fail, yeah. And it's the latest uh, research about the, the afterlife. There's no charge. We, we don't ask money at all. We do it because we, we want to do it. Right? We want to help people. And uh, uh, yes, you Monday. Um, well, well that, that's available on our website, just www.victorzamit.com. That's Z-A-M-M-I-T.com. And of course, we do have a lot of other useful things on the website, lots of articles. We have an earlier version of the book that people can download for free. Uh, if they want a printed copy of the book, they can get it from Amazon.com. I could personally testify that it is fantastic. The, your email, just it, it arrives in my inbox and I go, oh, whoop, here it's here. It comes Thursday night in Texas. And, and I, I just, it's like a feast because yes. it's all these videos and articles that are ever it's all interesting i just love it i often use it in my blogging to tell you the truth and yeah. give little links to it because i want i want everybody to subscribe uh, it's food for the mind yeah. it's not uh, not simplistic at all i don't know how you keep finding new information but somehow you do yeah. and it's great and we, i'm so sorry we, we're going to have to do this again because i'm having so much fun <laughs> and knowing that you're halfway around the world and i can see yeah. you just fine is it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's time for us now to sort of shut down this time. Um, I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and the forthcoming The Fun of Staying in Touch, which is about, and we talked about it a little bit today, almost everybody, by the time they reach our age, has had some sort of communication from someone who has died, yeah, yeah. and most people don't talk about it. They That's hug right, it to yeah. their heart because That's they don't want anyone to say, that wasn't it, that was not uh, yes. not real. Of course it was real. Yes, yes. And uh, and my book will chronicle some of the things to look for so that you can also be in touch with those you love. Yes. Um, I also have novels. Um, my Tom is rich and famous and a, a series of books um, that I'm writing now and will continue to write probably for 10 more years. Um, a, a, ser- a, a multi-generational saga which is meant to help people understand what we learn about human nature from the afterlife. I also, if you go to robertagrimes.com, my blog is there, and you can sign up to email with me, and then we can stay in touch as well. We've been talking with Victor and Wendy Zamet. They're leaders in the field of afterlife studies worldwide. Their book, recently updated, is A Lawyer Presents the Evidence for the Afterlife. And if you, if you haven't already subscribed to that newsletter, please, as soon as you stop listening to this, go to Victor Zamet, Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com, and subscribe. It's for free, and it's worth a lot. Now, go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you're infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.